to wait for that i like to wait for the yoshi hello and welcome to rhythm and pixels video game music podcast i'm rob nichols i'm from now how you doing over there i'm all right mellow kind of lax uh work weeks kind of manic given the house which it shouldn't be because it's after christmas and the holiday season's in middle swing so it's supposed to be the laziest week of the year oh we, we should say happy new year to everyone listening to the show Oh, yeah. By the time they're listening to it, it will have been New Year's. Or actually, no, it'll be... No, it'll be after New Year's. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> For some reason, I'm like, New Year's Day! Download us! <laughs> but no, nah, it'll, be, it'll be the second. Well, I hope everybody's safe and everybody had a good time. Party! Hope Par- you got lucrative booty and also grand beveraging celebratory times. Yo, Pernell, I've got a lucrative booty. Oh! Was it popcorn? <laughs> it's popcorn. Yeah, it's popcorn. The uh, pirate booty. You knew I was going to go there. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> I know. That's good popcorn. And speaking of which, I'm not sure if it ever come up, came up on the show, but I finally went to Trader Joe's for the first time in like a decade. Literally about a decade. Yeah, I was. I, at first I was surprised, and then I realized like, oh, that's right. Like, you don't, you don't go around that area of the town anymore. Not so much. Nope. So I popped in there with the intent to get one item, which was ghost chili seasoning. Yeah. And I left with about $70 worth of stuff (laughs) because everything looked awesome and different. And they had soy milk and it was just bizarre. All right. So this is the part of the show where we talk about our favorite groceries from Trader Joe's. Um, Plantain chips. Ghost chili seasoning. Oh, uh, uh, ghost chili pepper potato chips matcha green tea latte oh that's good um uh whole milk greek yogurt triple ginger cookies oh yeah and final last but not least plain raisin bran cereal that's just that's just i know i know i know but you know what that's so vanilla it's so good (laughs) (laughs) my vanilla groceries all right, let's get into the topic. And actually, you should announce this topic because it was your idea. Right. Thank you. So the we've been doing some composer focuses recently. We wanted to do um, awesome women in video game music composition. So last, not last week, but the week before, we did Junko Osawa from Namco. And this week, I thought we would do Machira Yamane um, from Konami. See, because I was going to go with the low-hanging fruit, Yoko Shimomura. And by low-hanging, I don't mean quality. I mean just knowing who she is. Well, maybe we could do that another time because she really would represent Capcom. That is very true. No, no, no. no. Yeah, she... Well, most a lot of Capcom, right? I guess so. A little bit. Because I'm thinking Kingdom Hearts. I'm thinking Square. She does a lot of stuff. So um, <laughs> she does a lot of things. Weird. That's totally cool. Um, but this this episode is all about the works of Machira Yamane, um, who began her first um, comp- uh, game she composed for was in 1988, um, and she started. That's when she started composing for Konami, and she is most known for her work in the Castlevania series, mainly the um, the Genesis title, starting with the Genesis title. Um, Castlevania Bloodlines. Yep. And then the really popular one, Castlevania Symphony of the Night. 
and then lots of the handheld ones, which we actually already covered in our two-part series of Castlevania games. Um, the I don't even remember the names of them anymore. Uh, the DS ones. Oh, like Portrait of Ruin? She probably left before Portrait of Ruin, but like Circle of the Moon, maybe. Circle of the Moon, and then there's one that starts with an O. Omen of darkness there was one that started I just made that on the game boy <laughs> i don't know wait you said game boy or the like the ds ds, DS. yeah because game boy advance was circle oh advance that's right yeah yeah yeah, yeah it was circle of the moon anyway those games <laughs> 2008 she left konami to go freelance and so she did a bunch of other games and that's when we're that's when we're gonna get there we're gonna get there in the end but <laughs> but i'm gonna start us off really really far at the beginning here how far are we talking how far are we talking? <laughs> so this is 1989 for the MSX computer system. This is a, this is a game, which is, is a bizarre name, but it's a, it's a space shooter called Space Manbo. What? Yes. The, <laughs> so the battleship is called Manbo, like Battleship Manbo. Mumbo. It's spelled really funny. Um, so the game is called Space Manbo for the MSX. This ty- this track is called Battleship, and I can't think of a better way to start off this episode because this track is a jam, and I and hope you enjoy it. Space Manbo. <laughs> it's a space jam. Come on, let's jam. Oh God. Come on, let's jam. <laughs> Only on the. You worked that in. You worked that in. <laughs> I did. Oh, I should play like a backing track while I do that. <laughs> and that's our intro. Oh, mercy. <laughs> I hope you enjoy this. This is Battleship from the game Space Manbo for the MSX computer system by Machiro Yamane. Battleship from the game Space Manbo for the MSX computer system, composed by Machiro Yamane. All right, now this is an interesting thing here. 
Um, uh, Konami, nineteen eighty nine. Eighty nine. See, because like you mentioned, for some reason, going on this track, it's like I completely skipped over him saying MSX, and I heard you say Game Boy in my head. <laughs> so when this came on, I was kind of floored. And then I kind of realized, MSX, like, I know so little about this thing because at most I know that Metal Gear originally started on there. So yeah. what would you? What do you know about this I, thing? I don't know a lot, honestly. I, I do know that um, late 80s, 90s, like there were different compute like the nowadays we know there's Microsoft, there's Apple, there's a, there's there's few computer companies, few computer manufacturers, right? Yeah. So 80s and 90s there was a lot of computer systems kind of vying for power. So you think about the UK and Europe, right? You think about the Amiga, mm-hmm. you think about the Commodore, you think about the Sinclair. I never even heard of the Sinclair. You think about in, in the UK you think about the ZX Spectrum. Um, and then in Japan they had the PC um, uh, computer systems, the PC-88. Okay. And MSX was a very popular computer platform. I see. See, honestly, I never realized that. I just always thought it was maybe like just some weird game system name that they just threw around. Yeah, no. Like I, Atari 5200 <laughs> and all that. No, I really should learn more about the hardware because the sound that's out of this thing is amazing. So, okay, back, back, back it up. This song is rad. Yes, it really freaking is. Like the song is bad and rad. I, I love it. I think that was why I was so perplexed by it being because you think about it, 1989, there was great music back then. But this seems close to like the Turbo Duos, like the Turbo Graphics's later years when they started bringing in CD sound and stuff. Right. So this 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 is like maybe her second year into composing for game music. So that, that's pretty amazing. The one thing I kind of wonder about now, Space Battleship Mambo. What would you what would you picture a <laughs> ship called Mambo oh, to have? I've thought about this. Oh, you know the um the big battleship from like the original Robotech series. Mm-hmm. That's what I think of, and oh, I, I think of and I I specifically think of Captain Global. Oh, see. you know where he's like he's standing on top of the ship and he's pointing, and there's Forward! that. <laughs> yeah, that's Mambo. <laughs> See, I thought I'm still like kind of working this in because I just learned about the Manbo today, and I'm just like pictured like this most uh, this aggressively like like active man's man <laughs> ship. We're talking ping pong table in the break room, and this is, you think like 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 that? This is like the the man cave of the sky. Yes, okay. exactly. We're talking space ping pong tables. We got rock like guitar room, like <laughs> rock band esque rooms all throughout the ship for break time. We have the roast beef fantasy room, which is just roast <laughs> beef as far as the eye can see, with tons of sauces and spreads. Yeah, that's 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 all you, man. You can have the meat room. Well, wait, wait, wait. There would be enough. There would be a vegetable of course, room too. Of course, Space Manbo would have a meat room. Yes, see. <laughs> but of course, you know, this is an equal opportunity. Every old man welcome ship. We're going to have spectacular grilled veggie era. So it's like walk around the Mongolian grill with all Dude. the veggie spreadings. Dude, you came to my house hungry. A little. Yeah. <laughs> Can you tell? All right, let's get into our second track of the day. Oh, that would be me. That's you, man. I don't, I don't have anything in front of me, so surprise me. All right. What do you have? Well, honestly, I think this episode will probably be like one of the least surprising strings of songs you'll probably expect me to play from a person. Because I knew of Michiro Yamane prior to you suggesting it, but I knew very little. Like, I may have heard her name in passing. So when you brought up the topic, I had to do some digging what game she did. Right. 
some of our gays gave me a perfect excuse to choose some stuff, so I just kind of stuck with that era and didn't walk out. So, the first track I picked is from a game I may have mentioned on the show prior, but I don't know if I picked the song from it. It's called Rocket Night Adventures. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, you picked the song from it before, I think. I... Like the, yeah, the yeah, later yeah. level, one of the space levels. Yes. Um, I'm going a little bit further back in the game. More specifically to the mountain range stage. Actually, you know what? No. Heck with that. I like the mountain <laughs> range stage, but there's two tracks I like. And you got to pick one. You got to pick one. got to pick one. Yeah. So I'm going to go with stage 2-2, which is the minecart section from Rocket Knight Adventures. All right. hope you just enjoyed listening to that very different track from the game Rocket Knight Adventures. It takes place on the stage 2-2, Minecart Madness. I just named it that. Um, <laughs> and it's composed and written by Michiro Yamane. Uh, it's actually, the, the track is um, from Act 2, state, no, Stage 2, Act 2, Minecart Ride. Ah, Minecart Ride. That, that's how it is titled. Ah, nice. But, like, this, this level... It's very frantic, even for this game, honestly, because you're, again, it's the, the obligatory from that era minecart stage, where you're pretty much getting shot down tracks on the minecart. You have to jump off to grab pipelines with your tail at odd intervals, and you kind of keep the momentum of the minecart when you grab the pub, the, the whatever bar you grab. Yeah. So you kind of grab it and go shooting down the pipe. <laughs> and it's really fun. It's an it's a, a awesome stage. Uh, and I quite frankly picked this over the other track, which I also like, because, again, it's a very bizarre track that goes all over the place. Well, it, de- it definitely fits the style of the rest of the game. Like, the Sparkster and Rocket Knight Adventures has this kind of really fun, almost carnival like kind of style music. Oh, yeah, and the enemies are like that, too. Like They're all like, like fun to have funny animations to them. Mm. It doesn't take itself seriously at all, though. Then again, he is an all possum with a jetpack, so I mean, or rocket pack. So take that as you as it will. <laughs> and you're fighting an army of pigs. But what? Why pigs? I does the does the animal kingdom apparently have it so that pigs actually eat possums, and then we just didn't realize it? Let's let's think about the cartoon pigs that we know about. Okay. Well, we got Porky. We got Porky. Porky ain't eating possum unless it's grilled very well done. Okay, is there a Disney, like, parallel to that? To the pig? Yeah. That's a tough call. Some, some Disney comparable. 
Dude, I don't think there's a Disney pig. Like, no. Warner Bros. has Porky and Petunia in Hampton. I'm not really picturing a Disney pig. That's kind of sad. It is sad. Disney, get your act together. You ain't lying, but then again... I know you're listening to my show. <laughs> if they're not, they should be. No, I guess nothing, but there's not. There's a lot of things like that where there's no parallel. Like, I mean, Goofy's a dog in Disney. Who's the dog in, in Warner Brothers? Aside from Spike, the dog, who I don't think exactly fits the same mold as Goofy. Um, Mickey and Minnie Mouse, who are the mice? Yeah, Speedy Gonzales, but again, that's not a very apropos, right. you know, comparison. <laughs> well, let's, let's bring it back to the music here. Um, this, so Sparkster is back. not... Sparkster is, not, is a possum, <laughs> not a pig. Not a pig. Disney. <laughs> um, anyway... Came out on the Genesis, 1994. 1994 seems to be like a lot of Konami games coming out in the Genesis because that is when Bloodlines came out. Castlevania Bloodlines. Same year. Same year. Huh. And also Contra Hardcore, which I didn't know she had a hand in. Neither did I. But Contra Hardcore is an awesome and challenging game and a great soundtrack. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's it's great to hear some Sega Genesis tracks from you. Oh, I sometimes I squeeze them in there, though. I will say, I think my favorite part of this whole track is that weird ragtime section at the uh, end. Yeah, I thought you'd like that, yeah. Oh, yeah. It starts off like kind of evil carnival, and then suddenly ragtime. <laughs> happy happy go-time ragtime special. <laughs> well, I can see like, like like it being like like um, like a normal platforming with like kind of a uh, dark kind of vibe to it. And then this section comes up, and then you're, suddenly you're in the minecart, and things get kind of wacky. <laughs> <laughs> that whole level's just wacky. All right, so I'm gonna bring it bring it back. So my first my first tr- track from the first game was from 1989. This is from 1990. This is for the Nintendo Game Boy. The game is called Nemesis, which is Gradius. Yep. So this is the first Gradius game for the Game Boy, which was actually released in the states as Nemesis. Which is a surprise. I think that's the only game that kept that title over here. Yeah. The the prior year she worked on the soundtrack to Nemesis Three which is interesting. So this is Nemesis for the Game Boy. This is this music for Stage 5 by Machira Yamane. Stage 5 music from the game Nemesis for the Game Boy by Machira Yamane. And man, this is a good song. I'm actually kind of surprised now to hear you say that this is Stage 5 because if I think about this well enough, it's been a long time, but I think that game only had five stages, which would make this the last stage of the game. 
Yes. This does not sound that like is a correct. final stage track. At I all. know. I don't know. It sounds pretty intense. I like it. Oh, I like the track. Just, but this, I'm thinking more like something. Doom, 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 so, me, doom, me. So growing up, this was this was a, the second game I ever owned for the Game Boy. What was the first? Uh, Tetris. Oh, duh. Yeah. It came with the game. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I was so happy. I played this game so much and so often that this music is like just a part of me now. I love it. And it's it's so... But the Konami music, you know, Konami music is fantastic to begin with, but I love the stereo effects going on with all the chords. It's just so cool. Actually, you just reminded me of something from back in the day that I may as well tell in this episode because I don't think I'll ever pick a track from the game itself. Oh, what's that? Um, years and years ago, I remember walking out of the Concord Mall and there was a Game Boy game in the street that was flat, like you got flattened by a car. And the label was all torn off, so I didn't know what game it was. All right. So I figured, I'll take it home. Maybe I can get it to work. <laughs> what was it? Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> so I take it home, and I don't think it's going to work at all. I try to put it in the Game Boy. Of course, it won't fit because it's flat. So I basically kind of bend it back and forth a bit. I cut off some of the side plastic, put it in the system. It fits now. Turn it on. It was Contra 3. Oh, wow. For the Game Boy. And it worked like a charm. <laughs> it's like a testament to how sturdy those games were back then. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it got hit by a card. It was just fun. <laughs> but, but remember back in the day when you used to, like, find, like, tapes, like, cassette tapes just, like, on the side of the road, just, like, with the, the tape everywhere? Oh, yeah, and then you take them home, and if the tape wasn't cut, you tried to ask you to wind it back yeah, and yeah, hope you got a secret treasure map description on the tape. I guess, like, the, the only, like, the similar thing that would happen today is, like, CDs, but even then, you don't see that anymore. But they'd be all shattered anyway, so it wouldn't do much for you. I guess I guess that's one of the good things about switching over to digital media, right? What, you don't have a chance of finding a secret treasure map embedded on a cassette tape on the ground anymore? I was going to say less litter, Mr. Oh, it doesn't stop litter, it just makes the litter <laughs> less usable if you picked it up off the ground. <laughs> I Mr. 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 Eco-friendly man over there. I am an eco-friendly man. I you love are, the planet. I know you are, yeah. I'm, I love it so much I drive a 1998 truck. <laughs> Wait, that makes no sense. <laughs> I do love the planet. You drive the automobile, you can fit in. Yeah, this is very true. This is the largest automobile that I could afford in 2004, <laughs> and I'm still driving it. Should that make me the object of fun? No. But, <laughs> absolutely not. Cap but, <laughs> Captain Planet, what's your next track? All right. Well, I'll stay in the realm of the Game Boy, because why not? You already took it there. Yeah, oh, we're going Game Boy. Oh, yeah. Every once in a while, I have an opportunity. I'm going to take it. I am stoked. What's up? The game in choice is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Ooh. Fall of the Foot Clan. And the track comes from Stage 2, Warehouse.
Cal Bugadoos, you're currently kicking <laughs> shell to stage two warehouse from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Fall of the Foot Clan from the Nintendo Game Boy. Nice. Also, uh, 1990. Ah! That was but, the yeah, perfect year, too. So, like, she, was, she was definitely hitting the Game Boy tunes at this time of this time of the year. This, this year. Yes. This game... I'm not sure if I got it for my birthday or for Christmas, but I'm almost positive it was Christmas because that birthday I got Mega Man Dr. Wise Revenge, I believe. Mm. But uh, this game was... Simple yet really awesome back then. It was. It was also like the first Turtles handheld like Game Boy game, right? It was. Yeah, yeah it, it really was. was. And it was a platformer that was awesome. Mm-hmm. Left to right side scroller. Um, you could choose between any of the four turtles. They were mildly different from each other, but they were still the turtles, and you still loved playing as them. Yeah, and the um and this music is awesome. For, I mean, it's obviously it's fantastic, but the the noise of the um. Of those chords that didn't, 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 didn't. It's the um, that's the square wave. It's two square waves on top of each other, and they're kind of they're phased out a little bit. So it has that kind of crunchy, kind of wavy kind of sound to it, which you don't hear super often. And I feel I feel like I've heard it more in Western composers. So I think that's that's cool. And I'm just honestly wondering if if Davies listens to this episode. I don't know how often he listens to the show, but every time a Game Boy track comes up, I want to challenge him. To tell oh, me oh is that the guy who doesn't like the Game Boy sound? He hates the Game Boy sound. Like, how is that possible? Dude, Dave. <laughs> oh, I'm going to sneeze again. <laughs> oh, God. Man, that's a weird sn- sneeze sound you make there. It was like, sounds like a, some kind of old man. <laughs> they come in threes, man. <laughs> so... So Dave is the one who doesn't like the Game Boy music. Yeah, I never understood that. I, mean, I know, I, 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 I get that. I understand that. It's got a very raw electronic sound. But it makes me cry, because raw electronic sound is what it's all about. Yeah, it's raw. That's where I first heard the Tetris music. As in, I did not play it on the NES. I only played it on the Game Boy. And to me, that is the most memorable Tetris sound. It's the Game Boy sound, not the NES sound. Uh... The Mega Man games, I actually prefer some of the tracks on the Game Boy to the NES. That's a, something I consider blasphemous in the community, I'm sure, but uh, that's how I roll. Um, so it just makes me sad. Like I'm hoping maybe I'll find that track that clicks. Yeah, there is a lot of nostalgia I have wrapped up in this sound, but I think it's just a great sound. It's it's like the NES just times two. You know, it's got extra... It's got stereo. It's got the extra waveform it can use. It's, it's it has a lot of potential. Yes, it does. I, I think I think part that and partly because of like the modding community is why it's really popular with chiptune artists to compose specifically on the Game Boy. Mm-hmm. Well, because the the possibilities that, that they can do with it. The possibilities are endless. So my next track, my uh, last track of the set, is going to be from the game. Oh, I, I got I got. Oh, pronounce this. It's called Otomedius. Otomedius Excellent. It's from the arcade. And this is 21 years from this game. This is 2011. Um, again, by Machiri Yamane. And this track is called Dive on the Horizon from the game Otomedius Excellent.
percent. Gotta bring it on in. Now I'm gonna do a fantastic reading from my grocery store receipt. Uh, you gotta wrap it to the beat. More teriyaki. Hers red hot. Hers red hot again. <laughs> Ranch habanero. You know that's right. Home health beauty. Fun begin. Kitchen gummies. Part five. The save the oh, no, sorry, I got a time. I'm done. I'm done. That's <laughs> so ridiculous. What is wrong with us? Listening to the track Dive on the Horizon from the game Otomidius Excellent from the Arcade by Machiri Yamane. This is an amazing song. This is like it's just it shows like her full range of just everything she can do, I think. It's just so much going on. It bounces around quite a bit, and there was a point, this is talking a bit behind the scenes type work here. Rob was actually in the process of trying to he wanted to confirm and make certain that the track had done run its course before he was ready to do to do the do basically do the preparation for the actual talking segment. And I was like, I can't man, keep going. Let it ride. Because I want to <laughs> hear this again. I, I'm fine with this constantly going on indefinitely. Yeah, so that last part of the track, like just like that last movement before it goes blue <laughs> and then it cuts out. Um, right, right before um, we cut back into the song, into our talking here. Um, that last section just kind of repeats, and I believe that's probably when a boss section comes up, so it just kind of repeats over and over as, as for as long as it takes for you to, to fight the boss. Because, you know, shooters are essentially auto-scrolling games, so it's a, it's a finite amount of time that's known. That's so not a good point. the composer would only have to compose for that amount of time, and then they would have the section of, of the track that would be the boss music. That's so a lot of it just happens to be all composed into one long song. It's, it's awesome. I think this is just... It's it's really it, to me it shows off her creativity, in that like in so many years of her writing music that she still has so much to do. Actually, you just made my brain completely do a sidetrack there. What's up? Um, it made me think about the fact that due to the fact that shooters tend to have very specifically linked stages because of the fact that they auto scroll. Depending on the game, the composer can write the track with the exp- express intention of certain tr- parts of the music hitting when you get to a certain part in the stage. Oh, absolutely. And there was one game in particular that I know did exactly that. 
Mm. I don't know if I'll ever get to pick it on the show, but it was from the game Air Zonk. Oh, Air Zonk, yeah. Yeah, on the very last level, it starts out... That was Turbo Graphics. Yeah, Turbo Graphics. Right. In the very last level, the first half of the stage is a like the prehistoric like bonk type world with a bunch of dinosaurs and birds running around. You're shooting them out of the sky, and at a certain point in the level, the and the music's really happy. And at a certain point in the level, it stops moving, and all the wall panels from the back start falling down, and the music starts to get darker and darker. And then you start realizing you're asking like a, a mechanical simulation of Bonk's adventure, and then all of a sudden, all the dinosaurs like robotic dinosaur skeletons running at you, and like. Bird like like bird like rocket shooting at you. It's that's, really weird. That's crazy. Awesome, but it did a great job of conveying that idea. Sidetrack, I know, but I kind of do sometimes. That's right. We get we get a chance to kind of like just jam out to this awesome keyboard solo. Oh yeah. Oh, let me come. This right was back a great it. selection on your part. Thank the, you. I thought it was a part where it goes. Do, 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 do. Yeah, yeah, dude, just just loop right back around. But um, yeah, it's an amazing, amazing tune. And and her her later work in the um in the later 2000s, 2010s, awesome, awesome stuff. So, what's your final track there, Brown? Well, I'm going to take it back a bit. And the fact that again, since she was the composer of all these wonderful games, I was like, I'm going back to Rocket Knight Adventures, or rather, its sequel, Sparkster. Oh, cool. Also from the Genesis. It was also Nintendo too, but. Ah, this track is better on Genesis. Yeah, I, lo- I love that sound you get off the of Genesis. And the track in question is the track theme for the very first stage of the game, simply titled Shooting. From the game Sparkstar! <laughs> jamming out to one spectacular track. This comes from the game Sparkster, stage one from the artist-composer Michiro Yamane. Mm, this this is one of my... I think this is my favorite track of the show. I think I think it actually is. That it, First of all, it, it's, it's got a very full sound. It has a lot of bass to it. And I love that, that chord right at the beginning there. It, it sounds emotional. Yes, and I'm glad you say that because... I never would describe it that way, but it's exactly how I feel about it. Like, to put it in perspective, I don't like this game as much as the first game. In fact, I never even finished Sparkster. I got bored of it. But I still come back to play it on a regular basis just to do stage one because of this song. Oh, really? Yes. This music stands out as like, if you had to list a set of, well, well, our next topic, it'll come up with this intro again in a sense, but... I think of video game music as kind of being a good soundtrack to a lot of life. 
in its own way. This, to me, is a perfect track for when you're offsetting to an adventure of your own. You're actually stepping out to on a journey of some sort, getting your car to go somewhere, yeah, yeah. you know? Uh, and this is the first stage of the game. You're offsetting on, offsetting on your adventure. Well, it's got a very, um, like, space shooter kind of sound to it, which is why Michiru Yamane has composed a lot of for Konami. And I feel like that that sounds very adventurous. That that sound has that like kind of like getting ready to to, to to tackle the day kind of sound to it. And the thing that's funny about this too, we were talking about it right before coming back to the show, but I made sure to specify Genesis. Yeah, we listened to some of that. This, the Super Nintendo soundtrack's good, but it's it, not touching this. But not this. This is something else. Like there was always that Genesis versus Super Nintendo debate that people used to have. And my stance on it was always a Super Nintendo was better for things like color and like vibrant graphic, whereas the Genesis had the sound. And this is a prime example. Yeah, which is funny because I think a lot of people really dislike the sound of the Genesis. In, this, in, this, are, in the same way that your friend doesn't like the sound of the Game Boy. Those people are wrong. <laughs> they're, just, they're just wrong. They're just wrong. Sorry, guys. You're wrong. Well, <laughs> well jokes aside, though, it's like I, not so much about versus one versus the other, because that's totally more like yeah. you, either you like it or you don't. The console wars are past us. Exactly. But when it comes to just outright not liking the Genesis sound, how is that possible? I, I think it's just that, that harsh electronic sound that, that can be harsh. Now this, this, this has a, a, a less harsher tone to it. I think it's got more of a round kind of feel, and I think it has a lot to do with the extra bass going on. Yeah, there's a lot of components here that kind of make you think of a, from a more uplifting style of listening, where you kind of look towards, want to look towards the sky, not towards the ground. Yeah, absolutely. And who almost pushed that to the edge? Yeah, you gotta watch out. It oh. almost broke. Oh snap! <laughs> God, you gotta be careful in the studio here, guys. Yeah, because last thing we need is to have the the murder the, the prime suspect of a murder be recorded on set. So even though we're doing a composer focus, it's not safe from the bonus round. So let's turn this track down, all the way down, for the bonus round. Bo 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 bonus round. <laughs> the bonus round. The uh, the bonus round is the part of the show where we play covers and remixes based on today's theme. Today's theme is. Music composed for games by the composer Machira Yamane. All right. So I did not, I did not find a cover or remix. Instead, I just want to play another awesome track by Machira Yamane. Nothing wrong with that. Good and, music is good music. Well, later on in, like when more recently in her career, her music is very. Um, it's much more different. I feel it's much more. There's much more things going on. Different things going on. As with the Otomedius track, it was definitely a shooter track, but there's a lot of other stuff going on there. So are you saying there's like more of a difference in the sense of like not just things going on, but is the sound is kind of different too? Like it goes a different direction? Yeah, I think she goes in different directions. I think she, I think from leaving Konami gave her more license to be more creative and do, and try different things, which I think as an artist is really important to do. Mm-hmm. I think I've mentioned that a lot on this show, like how I, I like a lot of new Anamanaguchi stuff just, mm-hmm. just for the fact that I respect them for it. Uh, for the, they went out on a limb and did something new. Yeah, because you can't just keep doing the same thing all the time. Anyway, um, so this uh, she worked on the Skullgirls soundtrack. Skullgirls is a um, is an indie indie game fighter. I guess I guess you would call it indie. It's a fighter. It's a, it's a fighting game. Came out on Steam. Came out on other platforms. And it is hand drawn. It's beautiful. Definitely indie game. And the soundtrack is crazy good. Um, so she composed a few tracks for this uh, for this game. And the track that I'm going to play for you right now is called In a Moment's Time from the game Skullgirls by Machira Yamane. Mm-hmm. 
was In Just a Moment's Time from the game Skullgirls. That's, that's the ending credits theme. Com- written and composed by Machiri Yamane. Lyrics by uh, Jaila or Hyla Zilka. So, yeah, I, that that alone is, is what makes me want to play this fighting game more than anything so far. Like, the game is beautiful. Uh, there's a lot of great praise for it from the fighting game community. But that song is fantastic. Well, if I remember correctly, first thing, because I remember you just before you tag, tag off all that statement you yeah. made. Well, a lot of it may be due to the fact that, if I remember correctly, the game was kickstarted a couple years back. And it was created by members of the fighting game community yeah. because they wanted to be kind of like more towards what they were looking for and what a fighter should be. Yes. From what I've read, the the, the, the gameplay style is closer to Marvel Capcom 2. Oh, yeah, because there is switching. I know that. Yeah, there's, there's players switching around. and um, But yeah, but everything is hand-drawn animation, and it's very high, super high definition. So it looks like you're playing a, kind of a cartoon style type thing. It's and- cool. And I suck at fighters because, but I still want it for Peacock alone. That character is awesome. <laughs> I'll have to check that out. But well, yeah, uh, I'm glad. I hope you enjoyed that. I I very very much enjoyed it. Oh, I was listening to it for a while, enjoying it every bit of it, and then out of nowhere, I did kind of go into a scat mode. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's better than me going through um, Space Jam on like on every song I played today. So. He actually did do that. I did do that. He really did do that. I almost cut the the record to do that, but um, no. So yeah, I feel like um that works for the bonus round because we don't usually play tracks with vocals during the show ah it works because it's <laughs> awesome music i cheat sometimes too well you didn't cheat this time around what did you find well i kind of went back to an old star Wars favorite of mine it's a, a arrangement team that goes by the name of danger um, dangerous mizashi cat and it was this track was done on a sega arrangement tribute album called omega catastrophe the track is called transcend both the fear and despair and it is a remix of the track Calling from Heaven from the game Castlevania Bloodlines. Basically, the last stage of the game. Very awesome. Cool. You will love it. You will lose your mind. <laughs> <laughs> what is a man? All right. I'm good. A miserable pile of soundtracks. <laughs>
me put my guitar down now because uh <laughs> Yeah, you were you were rocking pretty hard there. Oh yeah, I, I dang near broke an invisible string over here. And I was I was happy to accompany you on my violin. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, yeah, we're pretty good guys. We're right. working on it. If you want to see more air guitars, so I'll, I'll take concerts. <laughs> Check out our YouTube page. We will never post them. Maybe so that was actually not us. Obviously, it was dangerous Mizashi cat. Um, dangerous Mizashi with a Z with a Z with a Z cat. Yes. I believe it's an arrangement group of people. Uh, I know primarily, though, is that they're awesome. I've been listening to them off and on for years as I come across their stuff, Last FM, and also just YouTube and just random bits. And one day I'm going to get my hands on some of those albums because I love their stuff. And I hope there's, I'm hoping to come across more recent stuff down the line because they're just that good. Um, but hopefully you guys enjoyed that too, and it is a spectacular remix. To also, uh, Rob Assey pointed out yeah. he picked the track. He picked this exact track, the normal version of it, on an earlier episode of the right. show. So originally composed by Mashiri Yamane, this was "Calling from Heaven" from Castlevania Bloodlines, which is what we picked back way back when on our classic Castlevania episode. And if you are a fan of Castlevania games in general, and you want a Castlevania game that feels very different Play that from one. every other Castlevania, do that one. Like, this level in general is so bizarre. Oh, yeah. It's awesome, though. Um, just play it. <laughs> so for more information on the artists and um, tracks on the bonus round part of the show, check out rhythmandpixels.com for more information there. We'll have links to their Facebooks, profiles, and everywhere you can get their music. Thank you for joining us today on Rhythm and Pixels, the video game music podcast. Our focus on the composer Machiro Yamane. I'm sorry, I'm just kind of <laughs> basing my fake castanets over here and snap my fingers. This is a good tune. Yeah, anymore. this has been a full, full episode of fantastic Konami music, and I thought it would be great to end on one of her B Mani tracks from B Mania 2DX 14 Gold. Go! A lot of a lot of titles on that one, and it's called Camiruana uh, Mendes. Yes. Overall, this was a select. This is an awesome choice of composer because there hasn't been a, there there has not been a single sleeper in this whole bit. In fact, all of our music is so good. This is probably one of the harder episodes to choose music for. Yeah, it ended up being pretty difficult to to, to pare everything down to just. So many like Pernell came here. I was like, "Oh, we're doing how many?" Because I got like all five or six right here. <laughs> yeah, I was swimming in it. I yeah. was ready. Good stuff. I'm looking forward to now. I'm actually getting into these composer focus episodes are actually kind of fun because they kind of oh, make yeah. you dig. First of all, they kind of expand the pond be outside of our our general topics. Right. It makes you see like, okay, oh, this person also worked on these other games, and it makes you it encourages you to explore other things. I, actually, I encourage the listeners. To, to do the same thing like see see what composers were on some of your favorite soundtracks and then explore those other soundtracks yes because you might be surprised you might find some new games that you want to check out too as a result of that exploration I know I typically do <laughs> but overall yes this was a great this was a great roster of tunes and now I feel like I want to find a way to go replay Fall of the Foot Clan I haven't played it since I was like 11 years old but yeah, we, we can figure out how to emulate that thing I'm sure oh yeah yeah um 
No, you. Oh, you. Oh, uh, no, after you pronounce. <laughs> I'm dying of the say. That's it. <laughs> I totally flubbed there. Anyway, if you have any questions for us or if you have any information for us, any information for us, if you have any questions for us, please contact us through our email address. Read them in pixels at hotmail.com. And if you would like a full track listing and more information about the show, please check out the website. Rhythminpixels.com. And if you'd like to see more Rhythm and Pixels, check it out on your local social media. Your local social media. <laughs> it's uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all at Rhythm and Pixels, all one word. You can also check us out on YouTube. And if you're feeling generous, you like the show, you want to send a few bucks our way, check us out on Patreon, patreon.com slash Rhythm and Pixels. I got stuck when you got when you kind of flubbed at the beginning there because now I'm like, <laughs> go to visit your local Facebook dispensary. Yeah, I was thinking like in my mind I'm thinking of like the news. Like I'm not like an NPR presenter. <laughs> now, no one's by. that good. <laughs> <laughs> Our lovely sponsors. Uh, we have none. <laughs> we have Lacroix, who may as well be a sponsor. They may as well be. They're here all the time. <laughs> we drink from their cups. Oh boy. Uh, I don't have anything else to add um, except that next episode is going to be awesome. Um, I believe it was suggested by a listener. Oh, was it? No, no, the one that from earlier. Nah, came up from me. Oh, okay. Well, hey, thanks for now. You're welcome. I'm hey. a fan of our show, and I love proposing <laughs> topics. Hey, be like Purnell. Send us some information. Hit those email boxes. Hit us on Facebook. Give us some ideas on some topics you'd like to see us hit because don't get me wrong, we've still got plenty to work with, but we're going to start getting pretty weird. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to thank um, our listeners, um, our listeners from all the way out in um, Saudi Arabia, brothers actually, who, who introduced the show to each other and are, are big fans now. So thank you for listening, guys. Um, and we have your topic suggestions, and they are on the list. We're going to hit those next. I'm actually ready to do that. I just want to make sure I get this other one out of the way, but I'm ready for that. I'm not going to say it because I almost spoiled it. Yeah, I'm not going to spoil am, it. I am ready for the topic. <laughs> At least for definitely one of the topics you suggested is a great one. And I already had the topic. The moment Rob suggested, I was like, the topic's ready to go. I mean, or rather, one track at least I already got At ready least, to go. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you just need that one to kind of like just to break right into it. Mm-hmm. So you guys, we will we will definitely do that. We'll do that topic great justice. I promise. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. So we are the Rhythm and Pixels Video Game Music Podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Rob Nichols. And I'm Pernell. Thanks for listening. And remember, I know it's the new year. We just did our drinking and toasting and out with the bad and with the good, blah, blah, blah. Which is legit, but got to remember, it's an ongoing improvement. Growth is an ongoing process. It doesn't stop in one ear and begin with another. So keep that focus. Keep going strong. Don't let something as simple as the end of a, of a calendar year deter you, from, deter you from your goals. Nothing wrong with starting. Don't let it stop them. So happy new year, folks. Hope you had fun.